0: Thick, early-morning fog had slowly lifted and given way to a sunny but cold autumn morning in the English county of Dorset. The countryside was looking glorious, at its green and pleasant best, as I headed for the experimental new town of Poundbury. The leaves on the trees were the colour of rich orange marmalade. It was the perfect day to witness a rare event. The Queen, the Duke of Edinburgh, the Prince of Wales and the Duchess of Cornwall were to visit the town where Charles has implemented all his unorthodox ideas about urban planning. It's not often that you see the four senior members of the British royal family on a public engagement together, and it's almost unprecedented for the Prince's parents to visit, and thereby tacitly endorse, one of his achievements. Poundbury is undeniably an extraordinary achievement, one which has been in the making for nearly a quarter of a century. Charles was hoping to impress his parents, but after a lifetime of disappointment in that hope, he was not holding his breath. The Prince of Wales has been trying to win his parents' approval his entire life, but he is not the son his father wanted. He is way too sensitive and he has never felt he was good enough, never felt he came up to their expectations, never felt truly loved or appreciated. The Queen has many wonderful qualities, and as a sovereign she has been peerless, but she is not emotionally demonstrative, and the Duke, for all his talents, is a bully. Charles grew up with everything he could want materially, but very few of his emotional needs were satisfied and no amount of wealth and privilege can make up for the damage of that early emotional deprivation. The only person who made him feel good about himself until Camilla came along was his grandmother, the Queen Mother, who died in 2001 at the age of 101. And he was here today to officially open the central square that he has named after her. Charles has put heart and soul into Poundbury. He has gone against accepted wisdom and practice, and for all the years of contempt and ridicule, he has been proved right. The buildings in Queen Mother Square are designed for mixed use, all neoclassical in design. One bears a striking resemblance to Buckingham Palace, and most are named after the Queen Mother's favourite racehorses. After a tour of some of the buildings and some speeches, the Queen was to unveil a bronze statue of her mother that stands imposingly three metres high in the centre of the square. I parked my car in a field, the designated car park for the day, and made my way on foot through long wet grass and stinging nettles to the centre of Poundbury, a five-minute walk away. I was two hours early but the square was already full of police and well-wishers, hundreds of them, a crowd that would swell to thousands. Since it was half-term, excitable children had joined parents and grandparents, all of them wrapped up against the cold. When the royal convoy finally arrived, the spectators were standing six deep and more, behind crowd barriers, waving flags and taking photos on their mobile phones. This was a day that they would remember for many years to come. The family is not normally seen together, other than at weddings and funerals, at Christmas and Easter, when they all go to church, or on ceremonial occasions, like Remembrance Day, and Trooping the Colour and the Queen's official birthday. With the Queen and the Duke now both in their nineties, there are no guarantees that these four will share an event again. The centre had been cordoned off and security was tight. Sniffer dogs would have been round earlier and there was no doubt snipers on the roofs. But everyone was good-natured and jovial. They usually are when royalty comes to the countryside. The royal family is in the feel-good business. It is important that security is never too heavy-handed. The town feels like no other I have ever visited. I was last there in 2004, when I was given a guided tour by the development manager. It has more than doubled in size since then.